Oh my gosh, it's so good to hear from you, Sandalism. Uh, it's so important what you're doing, living with intention and actually going after the things that you're, you want to, to, to do and the things that you are achieving. It's absolutely beautiful to watch and it's so inspirational. You know, I always say well, it's nice to live life on your own terms, but yeah, it's important to also be productive and, you know, um, actively chase after our dreams. And I feel like you're doing that with the podcast, you're doing that now with acting, you're doing it with everything that you're a part of, with your promotions at work, moving jobs, you are doing so well, babes. Like, nyan nyan, like, you're freaking killing it, hey? And I hope that you have one alone and you're taking stock and that you're proud of yourself. This is also so important while you're doing all these things to be very present and, like, you know, take it all in. You're actually doing the damn thing, you know? Okay, baby. Love you. Oh, okay, okay. There we go. There we go. Welcome to yet another episode of Nerd About Life. And I'm, of course, your host. Um, as well as your friend on this side of the earphones and the microphone, just here to have another kind of conversation. And this one particularly is just going to be me and you sharing our own experiences. So I would encourage you to share in the comments um, as well as on social media what your takeouts from this episode and really every other episode that we've had so far. It's hashtag NerdAboutLife and of course my handle is at OfficialBacks. I hope you've had a great week. Um, since the last episode you listened to and I hope it's looking positive going forward for you. Today for me was uh, a bit of a hectic day so on any given day I'm juggling three responsibilities. So there's this which is my podcast, my own initiative that I do completely by myself and then I'm also an actor on Rhythm City, a featured extra actor And then I also am a senior social media manager at a digital marketing agency here in Joburg. So on any given day, these three things really occupy my time. But I've had to really figure out a way to balance all of this um, as I go about my days. And it isn't difficult to juggle it because so much of what I do is part of who I am. And that's really what I want to touch on today is basically being able to do all things that you have been either destined or uh, given, been given the responsibility to take care of. Um, this can extend to professional, right into personal, depending on wh- where your life is at, at this current moment in your life. We're going to have the conversation in the context of career, but really there's a greater message that is, that is in the undertones of what it is that I wanted to unpack with you today. Um, featuring the Hari dance, obviously. <laughs> I thought I was doing this episode alone, but evidently not. Anyway, um, so when I was younger, this is age 15, um, in high school, I was in grade nine. Um, that's when I really just flourished in terms of all of my different interests. I was the cultural kid. So I was in debating, I was in drama, I was in what we call coastal society, which was basically um, an organization in the school where you did music and acting and dancing that was specific, only done in, in the Kosa language. Um, and really was just a, 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 a matter of pride and in inter schools in the area. So I did that. Um, 
uh, dabbled in a bit of chess. Um, I was never great at it, but one of my really close friends was great at it. So um, I think she kind of influenced me into it. But I really was quite the cultural kid. And every now and again, I also dabbled in sports as well. So I've played soccer before. I've played cricket. I've also played uh, boxing. I've also been a boxer at one point in my life. Story for another day. But um, so I've always just been someone who is a busybody, who likes being um, you know, stimulated by different things all at, all at once. Because for some reason, when I have a lot of commitments, it gives me the focus to be able to really apply myself in each one of the disciplines that I'm in. So 2009, we had a school play that we were doing. It was the first, first school play that my school had ever had, I think ever. And I had the opportunity of being part of it. So the catch was that I had a teacher who really always gave me a hard time. And it was through her insistence amongst the other teachers that I would have to make sure that I maintain a certain grade average in order for me to compete, oh, sorry, not compete, in order for me to be part of the school play. It made things a bit difficult for me, but that challenge and also me wanting to be in the school play really forced me to make it work. And I did, and I was able to be successful at it. So I had my schooling throughout the day, and then right off the school, I'd have to make sure that I do my homework as well as go to drama classes. Um, and then in the midst of all of that, because at this point I'd fallen in love with radio, so I used to listen to a lot of radio, especially from like around grade nine, into my uh, early 20s so then yeah so that's that was the scenario i was juggling between being part of this major school uh, musical and also trying to make sure that my studies are you know better than they've ever been before and indeed they did i ended up being in the top five of the grade something that i had never experienced before and for me at that point what it really spoke to was that they were not all the same as kids there are some kids who really need to be stimulated by things that are not school orientated. If you think of a sports kid, for example, a kid who grew up loving sports, whether it's cricket, rugby, tennis, whatever it is, um, if that is your passion, then in order for you to maintain your passion, making sure that your schoolwork is done and it's up to par is, is a no brainer because there's a dangling carrot in front of you which is that you want to be able to um, do the thing that really lights you up from the inside out. Of which, you know, uh, as, a, as a side note, uh, I recently found out that my high school no longer has any sports or cultural activities at all, which made me really sad because I really think it is so necessary for young people to be able to not only ever focus just on their books, but to have an opportunity to stimulate their minds in different ways. You know, sports is not just sports. There's a lot of strategy that is applied to how you make sure that you win against your opponent. And as is the case with drama and cultural activities and singing as well, um, I was also in choir at the time. Um, all of these things also stimulated me in such a way where I needed to really focus obviously on the different tasks, but they also begged psychological as well as intellectual um, uh, 
honing of my strengths in that respect. So it really saddens me to hear that my high school no longer has those. And you know, there's a whole conversation that I'm being part that I've been uh, roped into on Facebook to kind of figure out what we can do as alumni to try and rectify that. But anyway, so while I was in, 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 in high school, I was very much a kid who did everything that I could possibly do. So I was in drama, debating, uh, I did uh, choir as well, and I was in the um, student committee, the prefects, um, I was in coastal society. I did everything that I could possibly put myself in. And it really gave me so much joy and so much excitement to get to school to be part of all of those things. When I moved from school, high school to varsity, at that point I decided that I wanted to pursue a career as a radio presenter. That was the only thing I wanted. Um, so from the age of 15, the vision that I saw for myself was to be a radio presenter. That's all I saw. And then I joined a media school for Varsity. I studied at Boston Media House. And in studying at Boston Media House, a couple of great opportunities came my way. In second year, I was able to be part of the Future News um, delegation, which was in 2014. We went to the Commonwealth Games and we covered that. So I got a chance to go to Glasgow came back and the company which had organized this entire experience and this conference um, and, and, and this journalism opportunity for us to report on the Commonwealth Games was the British Council. A couple of months later, they called me to come and intern for them as a communications intern. So that was a really exciting uh, experience and that was my first ever professional job. Um, I was an intern there for two months on their Premier Skills project. And then the following year, I am in second year now and I've chosen a major. So I went to Boston Media House because Boston Media House is really the only school that has a, uh, an established radio program. So for a radio geek like me who loved everything that had to do with radio, it was really the only place that I could go. So when I got to Boston Media House though, I realized that some of my other talents like writing and speaking were coming out quite a lot more. My second year, PR lecturer then told me that, you know, I should really look into following PR as a major. And I'm always very open to guidance and very open to people who maybe know better. You know, in Kosa and Zulu, we say, so whenever someone who has good intention and who perhaps knows better, has a better perspective than I do, says something or advises me on something, I try to heed it. So I felt like it was good advice and I ended up majoring in PR and in the process, I was inspired to seek an internship at MTV Base. So that's where I got my initial internship. Now the trick to this is that I was still in school. So I had to figure out how am I going to balance these classes as well as these deadlines. And what ended up happening was that I did fail a couple of modules and I did have to repeat some of those, which was absolutely fine with me because one of the things that I realized earlier on was that I have to understand that heavy is the head, right? Because on one end, this is a complete blessing, me being able to have this job and being able to um, earn an income while I'm still a student. And at the same time, it does create 
a difficulty for me to be able to finish in record time or in the time that I had planned to finish my studies. But I was okay with it. Um, and what I decided to do was to take the job. So I did, and I interned at, um, at MTV for a bit. I eventually, after a year, got a promotion and so went on my career. Um, I was a digital intern there, and that's how I landed up working in the digital space and landed up working as a senior social media manager now today. Story for another day. But in that time, I had always believed that my day job, my studies were a means to an end. And the end was me being a radio presenter. Everything I was doing was a, okay, I'm just doing this, but I'm really trying to focus on being that. So um, along the way, I got to intern and I got to present on radio at a couple of radio stations, community, online, national as well. So I got really exposed into the radio space, but it never really took off in the way that I wanted it to. And to the degree of me being really disappointed in having had invested so much, because I, I mean, I was the the guy who was doing your midnight show, standing in for breakfast, doing the weekend show. I really dedicated a lot of myself to the craft. And the part where I almost derailed um, was in only focusing on radio. I say derailed because I have a different perspective now on what my talents are and who I am and how I show up in the world. But really just to kind of draw the point, what happened was that I found myself in a position where my digital marketing career was going extremely well, while my radio career was going nowhere slowly. I'd gotten a couple of great opportunities here and there, but nothing was really working at the pace or in the way that I wanted it to. And it really frustrated me for a while. My, my friends uh, will tell you how I would often like, you know, work extra hard and then always kind of be left feeling, why is this taking so long to take off in the way that I wanted to take off? And I really, as I said, was everything was directed towards radio. So I was working my day job as a digital marketer just so that I can get to the point where I can have a successful radio career. Because I had really just fallen in love with the media and it was my everything. Everything until I got to the point where I had to let it go. And in the process of letting go, that's when acting showed up for me. One of my friends from high school had moved up to Joburg. So we were both in school plays at, in high school and we were both in the choir. And she hit me up uh, one day as I, so I used to share some of the comment content that I had created on radio. I used to share it on social media as well. So she hit me up and said to me, yo, I see some of the cool stuff that you're doing. I work for a talent agency. Would you be interested in uh, having a meeting with us? I'm not sure if you have a manager, but um, if you're open to having the discussion about possibly joining our agency, then let me know. I was like, at that point, that's when I had come to the realization that, you know, maybe radio isn't the thing that I was, that I thought it would be for my life. So I was just kind of opening up to other avenues and other opportunities. And I took the meeting 
And from that point, we decided that I would join the agency and I would really just open myself up to what the possibility was. And we were very clear from the beginning that I didn't work for the agency and the agency didn't work for me. We were in a partnership. And I really enjoyed that very sober conversation of like, we're in this together. You pull your weight and we'll pull our weight together. So I signed with an, with an agency and months and months later, I eventually got the gig of playing Vugile on Rhythm City. Originally, he was just a barman in the background and um, the opportunity came for him to grow into a, a character that was supporting one of the main storylines on the show. Amazing. Um, but at the same time, as all of this was happening, at least at the part at which I'm joining this agency, um, I'm in the process of letting radio go. And the reason I had to let radio go, and I put it in that way, was because the industry in and of itself, the deeper I got into it, the more political I found it to be, the more not based on the principles that I thought it was, it, it, I found it to be. And I didn't know how to deal with it. And also on top of that, I was in a space where my day job was you know, very difficult. I, 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 I found myself in a position where I had an, an incredibly toxic manager, an abusive manager, and it was spilling over into my performance on radio. So as well as my personal life as well, I was just in, in quite a lot of turmoil um, at the time. And that's when I, uh, I, I, I left and, and, and stopped my last radio gig that I had which was the best experience ever. You know, all things considered, it was a great way to end off that chapter of my life. And then after I stopped being on radio, at this point, I'm still working my nine to five. I'm signed to an agency at the same time also, like I said, busybody. Um, that's when I decided, okay, maybe I don't have to do radio in the way that I thought I should do it. Because when you work for a radio station, you have to speak their language figuratively. You can't work at a rock radio station and come through with your hip hop steeds. You have to match the, the tonality of the station. Whereas I had conversations that I wanted to have, which I couldn't necessarily have in the length and in the structure that radio allows you to. This is around the time that podcasting starts to spring up, especially in South Africa. And I thought to myself, well, I have the experience of audio. I have the experience of interviewing and, and conducting shows. So why not give this a try? And that's when I did the first season of Nerd About Life. And it was also really at this point, after that whole work experience, that difficult time with the manager, um, I had now found myself in a new space. I loved the colleagues. I had developed um, friendships uh, over time. And also the conversations I was having with my colleagues at the time, as well as my friends, were really the kind of conversations I, was, I started feeling like, oh, this is the stuff that I want to do on air. And I also didn't want to start living out, in inverted commas, my radio dream, excuse me, my radio dream in person, so as to treat every conversation that I have like a radio show, because that's what I found myself doing a lot of the time. So, and as you and Bax are having a conversation in my mind, it's like we're doing a radio link. It was a very, it was a very weird experience, but I felt like, okay, it's quite clear that the bug has never left, 
but it's just that I had to let go of what it looked like in that specific structure in terms of my career in radio and public speaking. So that's when I decided to do my Nerd About Life podcast. And at that point, that's when I was on the incline in terms of my digital marketing career. I found a great space for me to really put my stake in the ground in terms of the work that I produce, that I'm proud of. I've always been proud of my work, but really to uh, create work from a, from a senior position because I've previously uh, been in junior roles. But at this point, I got to really direct content and really decide what goes and what doesn't, um, which was really thanks, thanks to uh, the clients that I that I started working with. So that was amazing. And then as it came to acting, I was just finding my feet again because the last time I had acted was in high school, right? At the time at which the lady who works at the agency that I'm signed to now last met me. I'd, I'd been featured in a music video by Unati, but that was like a one-day shoot type of a thing. So I hadn't acted in a while. And then... Um, Rhythm City came and I started there and I really just enjoyed the gradual growth and re-figuring out my acting uh, skill. And if anyone has ever been an actor or um, anything that is performative, they'll tell you it's all about muscle memory. You've always got the skill. You just need to remember, how again do I do this? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was thankful for the opportunity of a whole year of just being in the presence of these great actors and also occasionally having dialogue that allowed me to also flex my muscle a bit just to get it stronger right into this year where I got the opportunity to be in a leading storyline. And so at this point, careers on the incline, um, digital marketing careers on the incline, also this uh, career as an actor is also on the incline. And then I'm also starting my own podcast. And all of these things are happening at the same time to someone who at one point only had tunnel vision in terms of I only want to be a radio presenter. And I found myself feeling like, well, I'm doing everything but the thing that I said I wanted to be. But then in that same breath is when I had the realization that I'd actually sold myself short in limiting myself to one thing. I remembered again how in high school, I was so multi-talented and doing so many things all at once and how I had tried now as a young adult to reduce my life to one thing. Every, all of these blessings that were surrounding me, this day job that I you know, was nailing, as well as this opportunity to be on screen, as well as this great platform that I was able to found that was really based on my principles and my integrity as a person. I'd just completely, not completely actually, because I've always been grateful for, all of, for every opportunity, but I, I hadn't prioritized it. It all still felt like a means to an end, like I was trying to get at my opportunity to be a radio presenter. And that's when I realized that I had idolized this dream. It wasn't just a passion thing, but I'd really just given my all to it in a very unhealthy way, um, so much so that everything else was never really prioritized. It was like, I'm doing this so that I can become. And that's when it really clicked for me. And I realized the verse, I can do all things 
And really what that started to mean for me at this point was that I don't have to just be a radio presenter. I can be an actor because I can act. I can be a content director and a creator because I'm great at that. I can be uh, a podcaster because I've always been great at public speaking. I was never ever defined to one thing in my entire existence and expression as a human being. When I pray to God, I always ask for him to help me fulfill the highest expression of myself. But somehow I had made it so that I would only ever be focused on doing one thing. And I think this is something that's really preached quite a lot in society, the idea of being a purist. So if you're an actor, you're purely an actor. You know, if you're a DJ, you're purely a DJ. I really am fortunate that I am growing up and I'm becoming more of myself in a time and a season where you can be anything that you put your mind to and anything that you really have enough skill to maintain also. Some of my friends are photographers slash uh, DJs slash writers slash content creators slash influencers slash, you know, I'm just surrounded by a lot of people who do more than one thing. The women that I look up to because I, I really love black women are people who are multifaceted. Um, all of my friends will tell you that I love Unati, uh, Unati Ngai. She is more than just a musician, more than just a radio presenter. She's also a TV producer. She's also an idol's judge. She's also a writer as well and a songwriter. She does so many things under her one hat. Amanda Seals, who is another favorite of mine, she's a comedian. She's a writer. She's an actress. She's um, a musician. She, she, so many things that she, a podcaster as well, so many things that she really carries under her belt. And for some reason, I found that it was much more suited for me to be doing one thing until I got this realization that to be talented at so many things and not do them or not pursue them on any level is not only a disservice to myself, but a disservice to my creator as well. When I was younger, there used to be this um, thing that my Sunday school teacher used to say that if you don't show God's talent and whatever God has uh, blessed you with, he'll take it and give it to somebody. And I have never wanted to be the kind of person who can see someone being successful at something that I know I could have done, but never had the courage to do it. So at the point at which I had this realization, I made sure that I would give my all to every single opportunity and every single thing that caused me to be part of it, every single thing that comes my way that is a blessing that I can already tell as it comes my way is purely made for me. So that is why I do juggle the things that I juggle right now. And there are many things that I, that I feel as though are on the horizon for myself. And I can embrace them with a wholeheartedness because I've come to understand that I can be my own detractor as I have been. I was, no one else told me that I can't do all of these things. I told me that. And one of the realizations was that the real war for myself is in the mind. I always say that the reason why some things are embarrassing or when someone speaks about you in a way that is unpleasing and it feels embarrassing is because you've probably said the same thing to yourself. And now someone is saying it out loud and it feels embarrassing. It's not always the case, but it usually is the case that you're embarrassed because you've also said those mean things to yourself. 
And for me, if I can extend that to the point I'm trying to make, which is that when people limit you in the world, more often than not, it's because you've already limited yourself. And so you either believe or are offended by that because of what you have already told yourself already. Now I'm not afraid to try the things that I want to try and really figure them out as I go along because I know that if, if, it is, if it is in my space, I am qualified to be part of it. Doesn't, doesn't mean that I should disrespect, no, but I am absolutely qualified to sit in the rooms that I sit in. I'm absolutely qualified to um, perform all of the different uh, duties and responsibilities that have, been, that, that, that have been bestowed on me. And above all else, I can do all things because I was created to do all of these things. Another thing that I've learned in this process is that a full life has many turns to it. So perhaps radio was a chapter in my life. And I can tell you now that there are so many experiences and lessons and skills that I've learned from radio that I apply to my digital marketing career. I apply to acting. You have no idea how important it is to listen uh, you know, people always think that acting is all about dialogue and speaking, but it's actually about reacting and listening. And I, I, I only could have learned that skill through radio and all of the interviews I've done, listening to people tell their stories. And of course, podcasting is quite, uh, it, it's an intimate form of radio. So that goes without saying that I'd be able to, um, to swiftly move into podcasting. But also, if I think about my digital marketing career and content creation, radio skilled radio producers and presenters always play with content all the time. You're constantly trying to come up with fresh ideas that will entertain your audience. So I say that all to say that the lessons and the skills that I got from this one chapter in my life that I thought would be the chapter that was my entire life have really been the foundation and the setting stage for where I'm at right now in my life. And what I really wanted to share was what I hope will not be the mistake that anyone else makes, which is to really limit who you are and limit who you can show up as in the world. I thought that I wanted to only be one thing and that's it. But the truth of the matter is when it comes to the different career turns in your life, maybe you start off in, um, in one industry and then the next chapter of your life is in the next industry and then you turn into something else. I always think of the likes of Maya Angelou and how she really has quite a colorful CV, you know, everything from dancer to filmmaker to writer to cook to lecturer to doctor, all of these different things that she's been able to achieve throughout a lifetime. And somehow I know for myself, I really closed myself into one thing that I should become. Even a, a, a much more recent example, Ava DuVernay, when she started out in the industry, she was working in the PR world. And something in her said that she actually wants to step into directing. And that's exactly what she did. You know, I think we all sometimes have to give ourselves permission to chase the things that we know are planted deep within us. And that's the truth about it is that you know the things that you are not only talented at, not only gifted at, 
but are yours. Whether that is the fact that you have a beautiful voice, but you hide that behind, no, that I don't want to be a singer, I don't want to da, 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 da. No one cares. Because if you don't do it, that's only on you, you know? Um, you may be someone who's actually passionate about visuals, and you maybe want to pursue a career as a painter or as a drawer, and you don't necessarily take that up because you feel like it's something to play about, you know, careers in the creative industry have a, a notoriety about being all fun and games. Join the creative industry and you'll see that they're not. But I guess the point I'm trying to arrive at is that um, the thing that you know you're meant to do, all of them, not even just the thing, but the things that you know are yours to pursue in this lifetime, don't let them go. Don't let them go. Pursue them. Chase them with all of the energy that you have. And here's the truth is that you don't even necessarily have to build a career out of them. It doesn't have to be the thing that makes you money. Just do it so that it illuminates. Because that's the other thing about the specific kind of uh, dream and the specific kind of seed that is planted in you that I'm talking about. It's the kind of thing that maybe you've suppressed for a while, but you know it brings you joy. You know it's the thing that illuminates the light inside of you. And it really is true that as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. So when I see someone living out their purpose in the world, it inspires me to do exactly the same. I've just given you examples of the women who I look up to who have really followed their destiny and chosen themselves in order to make sure that they live out their full potential in this, in this earth. I, don't, I say this with the utmost uh, humility, but I don't know who, by sharing this, I may be impacting to really have a different shift in perspective for them to understand that, yeah, I can actually do all things. When I recite that scripture, it really does mean exactly that. I can do all things, all things, all things, even the things that are just fun for me to do, not necessarily something that I'm trying to earn money out of. I can still do it. As long as I can find a way to do that thing that lights me up from the inside out, the world will be a better place for it. Because I think there are a lot of people walking around this earth who've settled, settled into jobs, settled into relationships, settled into friendships, settled into uh, circumstances that are not the thing that really sparks a light in them, but they've been told that this is how life works. Life works the way that you want it to work and the way that you design it. Um, because what my experience has taught me is that everything that I have always needed and tried to find and validate about myself in the world has always really just been in all of the foundation and fundamentals I've always had. Um, granted, I've needed platforms, I've needed support, I've needed people, but the real motivation and the real belief and perspective, it's all in the self-searching. And I continue to do that through this platform. I continue to do that through all of the great conversations that I get to have with the people around me and the people who inspire me that I have access to. Um, but I would hope that this platform as well, or this specific conversation really awakens in you the reminder, because I'm not telling you anything new in this entire episode. You've heard this all before, but I really was try just trying to remind you that everything 
that you know about yourself, not a lie, all true. Um, all of the different aspirations that you once had and you may think it's too late to try them out, I'd say venture to impress yourself and see how far you get. And I can tell you this much, what I know is that what we often do is we talk ourselves out of doing something because we think about the grand idea of it as opposed to just the execution, just doing it. And so that overwhelming idea of, you know, what are people gonna say or how are people going to perceive me? Can you imagine a guy who only wanted to be a radio DJ all of a sudden I'm telling people I'm an actor? I also was like, what the, how am I going to make this make sense? Until I realized it doesn't have to make sense because um, life is about growth. It's not about arriving at a destination. It's about continuing to grow. And what you're growing to into is not some version of yourself. You're growing into more of who you really are, the truest expression of yourself. So venture to impress yourself and do the things that really spark the light inside you. And again, it doesn't be, be need to be something that um, you get paid to do, although that's really nice online. Uh, but this platform as well is something that I enjoy doing. Engaging and speaking with people is something that I absolutely love doing and connecting on a human level with people that I don't even know sometimes. Um, and sometimes people that I know very well. It's something that really lights me up. The fact that I've been able to sit here for a good couple of minutes talking to I don't know who is something that brings me light. And I could have never imagined that I would be doing it in this format. But I have to do it because it's something that really keeps my fire burning and my wanting to be alive in this world uh, consistent. So I don't get paid to do this podcast, but I do it because it stimulates that in me. And I will continue to do it. Um, and hopefully one day it will re yield returns. But that is not the reason why I'm doing it. I do this because I enjoy it. I would encourage you to really find for yourself whatever it is that sparks the light in you and illuminate the world however you can. Starting with illuminating yourself and making yourself smile because you are truly chasing the thing that you were meant to always do. You're worthy of it. We're all worthy of being whoever we know we are to be. And I really hope you believe it and you know it and you act on it. Let me know what is it that you uh, know to be true about yourself that you want to lean into. Emphasis being lean into. You don't even need to do it today. But even if you just entertain the thought, you've already set it in motion. So let me know on social media as well as in the comments. Uh, be sure to rate this podcast as well. I love hearing from you in whatever platform you find it comfortable to do so. Let's engage about this. What is it that is speaking to you? What is your life saying to you that you want to possibly lean into? Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode.